This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. listening to The Gay Agenda with Phoebe on Radio Hawks Bay and today we are interviewing Rachel Jenkins. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Um, so you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Well, I'm Rachel and I'm a single mum of a 10-year-old boy <laughs> and I'm, I identify as a demisexual, well, demiromantic demisexual. Oh, you don't? Do you want to talk about that because I don't think it's a thing that a lot of people have heard of before? It's just kind of, you know, that sounded kind of rude. You know, it's just kind of like a, um, you know, one of the terms that is coming out now becoming more used and things like that. So I think it'd be cool to explain it in your words rather than me trying to explain it. (laughs) Well, demisexuality falls under the asexuality umbrella. Mm -hmm. So it's like the halfway point between asexuality and allosexuality. Allosexuality is... I guess, our word for what's normal <laughs> sexuality. Um, and basically, in layman's terms, I don't experience any sexual attraction until a close emotional bond has been formed. Okay, what, what constitutes a close emotion, like friends and things like that first, normally? Sometimes, but I think it's a bit more deeper than that mm. because... Um, it's not always guaranteed with with that. Mm. So basically, like, allosexual people, I don't know, like, for instance, at work, there was a um, conversation about how hot Jason Momoa was. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, okay. <laughs> like, really, like, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I do... Um, see their the aesthetic mm-hmm. so like aesthetically pleasing I can see if you look good mm. but I'm not like attracted to it mm. yeah more personality and things yeah. like that yeah that makes sense and you also said demi-romantic as well so is that the same except yeah that's the same but with romance because some asexual people use the split attraction mm-hmm. model which is like you can be arrow ace mm-hmm. Demi ace it can even be like a lesbian demisexual if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah, because different labels. Yeah, because if I look at it, I'm kind. I think I'm more like homo romantic, but bisexual. Yeah. So yeah, like I think it is a very, you know, it's a spectrum. As yeah. People say like yeah, you can fall under different types of things. There's exceptions to the rule and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it's really interesting. <laughs> it is like. Um, I actually get into um, heated discussions on, like, Twitter and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> because it's people that are like, oh, you just want to be special. You just want attention. It's like, no. No. Firstly, it's like I've always felt alien and, like, something was wrong with mm. me. Like, 
growing up, I knew something was different, mm. should I say. But, you know, played the part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, kind of ended up in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Because of that. Um, but I came to terms with my demisexuality probably about, like after my husband left, mm. that would be 2015. I did find about demisexuality, like something about it, when I was like two years into my marriage or mm-hmm. something. But I kind of pushed it to the side. Gotcha. Like I was like, it fits, but I don't want to accept it yet. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I just kept that way until I was about, yeah, 2015, and then Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the thing that made you, you know, settle into it? Like, what was the change between you kind of, re- not rejecting it, but kind of, you know, putting it in a box and dealing with it later and actually, like, accepting it? I don't know. I think I just didn't want to be, like, the attention or anything like that and I didn't want to like take away from anything okay it's kind of weird but Mm. don't really know what I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) it's okay sometimes also in an abusive relationship so I guess you know survival yes you're in that space rather than the other spaces absolutely that Mm. makes complete sense so what about, um, what do you do f- um, for a living and hobbies and things like that? What are other things you like to do outside of sexuality and, <laughs> and things like that? Well, actually, I'm, um, I've got a job I've been in for like seven months now. Mm-hmm. Health Records Associate at um, Te Whātua Water, Hawke's Bay. Cool. Um, I started on the cadetship program, which is um, something that they do, the hospital runs, it's like a six eight week, mm-hmm. six to eight week program that they take people that are on the benefit mm-hmm. and you know, put them in various positions in the hospital and then um, alongside that you have training and special tra- special hospital training as well as the, the spire course mm-hmm. that you can learn for like reading or writing and stuff which oh, cool. probably more for the other ones that didn't have that opportunity. Yeah, so I was reading a statistic the other day about how 11% of adults are reading, they're not reading at a level that help, that mm. enables them to function mm-hmm. at like a day-to-day living and things like that. So have you, is that something you see in that line of work? Or? Um, not really, mm. but that's like, you need it. Yeah. It's like there was one comment from my manager I was like, she didn't want a dyslexic person because, you know, <laughs> we have enough misfiles as it is, like, with the alphabet. Gotcha. Because <laughs> we've got to, like, put them in order. Mm. I, like, recite the alphabet in my head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just a nice reminder. Have you noticed, so knowing you were different when you were growing up and stuff, have you noticed, like, a change from then and now? Like, the environment, did that play any part in... That sort of thing? Well, I think, like, when my marriage ended, I had more time, mm. you know, to think and be myself and discover who I was. Mm. And, um, 
I think, you know, had that opportunity to like really be like, okay, mm. why am I different? And yeah. Was it something you discussed with people at all? Like, did you find groups or anything like that, or just yeah. your own research? Oh, there was a Facebook group. Oh yeah. Like feeling on that, and it was like more American yes, rather yeah. than um, <laughs> they tend to New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like yeah. Mm. I did discuss it in there, and then, like, it took a year before I actually, like, fully embraced it mm. and discovered the complexities of it. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. So, have you found, like, a community within Hawke's Bay? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, actually, we're in the process of trying to um, uh, create a... LGBTQIA centre mm-hmm. in Hawke's Bay, which would be nice because we don't have anything. No, we don't. Yeah, we had kind of, uh, there was, what was it called, Dis- oh, Directions? Yeah. But that was only, again, for people yeah. up to 24. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot more people than just yeah. that group, and especially people discovering who they are now and yeah. things like that. So it's, yeah. So it would be brilliant to have like a resource like that, I reckon. So what's yeah. what's the planning? What stage is it at? Well, we're still in the planning stage, mm. and we're still trying to figure out the funding mm. model we want. Like, yep. I guess it's all like very complex. It's mm. Like, do we want to be a um, corp- like incorporation, or do we want to be a trust? Mm. <laughs> anyway. So, what role do you play in that? I'm just. Uh, main member at the moment. <laughs> How many people is it? So far, I think we've only got like a like ten people okay. at the moment. But we are looking at growing our um, capacity at the moment. Gotcha. You know, the more the better. Yeah, the more merrier. Um, so that's kind of like the queer community in Hawke's Bay for you, is there? So, do you know when you first heard about demisexuality and demi romantic? It would have been like early 2010s. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing something on Facebook and it's yeah. like that. Um, it was like, oh, demisexuality. It was like a meme or something. Mm. And it's like, oh, I identify with that. But then I was like, of course, not using it. But I think the, there's something, a disconnect happened with this. Um, People conflate it with, um, especially in women, with um, uh, celibacy. Like, oh, yes, yeah. Oh, we're just being pure, you know, moral, morals. We have good morals. We don't just sleep around like yeah. like this person over here. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what it is. We're not trying to be... It's um, not a morality issue. No, <laughs> morality <laughs> police or no. anything like that. Please don't conflate it with that and say it's like... Celibacy, because celibacy, again, is a choice, mm. and demisexuality is not. We're mm. just born like that. Yeah. Um, and I just also want to add that for men, I think it's the opposite, because they get, like, the whole... Men have to want sex all the time yes, and yeah. all that. So if you're demisexual, there must be something wrong with you. Yeah, gotcha. So they get the opposite. Mm. <laughs> 
um, something we talked about a little bit online and things like that and was mentioned just before, uh, your bilateral atresion, so that was you were born without ear canals. Yep. yep. Well, I've had um, operations since I was three years old, mm-hmm. and one of the operations hasn't really worked, and um, I constantly have to have it cleaned out, but, but the other ear's good. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Basically, I think why I wanted to bring it up to mm. is um, that gets kind of linked a little bit with my um, demisexuality. Okay, how so? Because I think it's linked to identity and belonging mm. because I'm partly deaf and I never learned sign language. Mm. I'm like on the fence between the hearing world and the non-hearing world. Yeah. And demisexuality, <laughs> by definition, is... On the fence between um, asexuality and um, allosexuality. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so how how was that like? I mean, you obviously wouldn't have anything to compare it to, but growing up with that sort of stuff, how did you find that? Like, what was the um, what was the experience like growing up? Well, I knew I was like different mm. because you know, who what other kid has operations <laughs> every <laughs> one and a half years, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I mean, it was my normal, so mm. I guess it was just what I was used to. Mm. And was there a reason you didn't learn sign language or anything? Like, they just didn't want to, or...? I think my, um, initially my father, he wanted to, you know, kind of ableist perspective mm. there, like, he wanted to fix me. Gotcha. And, um, he... He had the best intentions, I guess, mm. as well, but it's, like, with an undercurrent of ableism there. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's, like, he wanted to fix me to make my life better, but um, instead of trying to eat, you know, let me learn sign language so I could at least be involved in something else as well, you mm. know, in another community, should I say. Mm. And I guess he was doing the best he could. <laughs> yeah. So is it like I've heard from other people that the, the, the term like disability has kind of become like an ugly word to certain people. So is that what you would call it, or would you call it what would you call? Well, I'm on the um, the level that I think that um, disability is a good word. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. You know, for me, yeah, I was like, don't say. People with disabilities. Yes, you can right. say disabled people. For mm. me, mm. I think it's been like kind of co-opted by well-meaning people. Yes, non-disabled people who are like, oh, okay, let's make this for them, mm. and it kind yeah. of othering us yes. again. Yeah, yeah. Like, let us make our own mind up yeah. about what we want. It's kind of white knighting, isn't it? Yeah. Like coming in with the, with good intentions, but very much not asking what the people it affects, you know, yeah. actually want <laughs> discussion. Yeah, because I talked to um, Chanel Mariah, who's um, an autistic person, mm-hmm. and, like, we talked about disability and stuff like that. And, yeah, I just find it really... Um, Interesting, especially in the queer community, I think as well, because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of intersections with um, people with, oh, sorry, disabled people and queer people as well. Like, I don't know if it's just like a 
yeah, if there's like a more accepting community, yeah. it's, more, it's more okay to express or be yourself and things like that. And yeah. Sort of or, mm. I mean, we're already different. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go all in, eh? Yeah, go all the way in. <laughs> um, so, do you have any like uh, recommendations for media and things like that, or for things that people who want to learn more about demisexuality and demi? Yep. Yep. Um, I've got um, Elle Rose on um, Instagram and Twitter. Her mm. handle is Secret Lady Spider. Secret Lady Spider? Yeah. Ah. They are non-binary. Yeah. Um, and they talk more in depth about demisexuality, but they do talk about like asexuality. Mm. And we also have um, Yasmin Benoit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She is a black um, asexual activist. Mm-hmm. Um and she talks a lot about the intersectionality of like blackness and um, asexuality as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So, is it something you see represented much in like stories and things like that? It's something very like I'm a big reader and I work in a bookstore and I mm. write and things like that. So I'm very like I want to know where representation is because that's really important to me. So, is it, is it something you've seen much represented in media? I think it's slowly starting. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what there is, but I would like to get more because mm. I'm going to read books that I just not. Um, <laughs> that's actually part of my um, goals this year to read more books. But, oh, really? Um, a lot of it you can be put off, especially even on Netflix and stuff, where you're like reading or watching something, and then all of a sudden it's like 60 times, and I'm like. Well, I didn't want this. <laughs> no, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> this is what I wanted. Yeah, well, they, like, um, there was a program um, on Netflix, I remember. Um, it was called The Irregulars. And the character, to me, screamed like she was, like, ice. Mm. And it's like, oh, I don't need no man. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, she was like, I actually do need a man. Yeah. All oh. I was missing was the 60 times. I'm yeah. like... Yeah, that's one of my least favourite tropes and <laughs> things like that, where it's a person... Like, it's that... Um, it happens in Christmas movies a lot, where, like, a woman, mainly, yeah. has, like, a really good job and stuff like that, and she doesn't want a family and anything like that, and the whole premise is, actually, I was wrong. Like, I do <laughs> I do need this thing that was absolutely missing from my life. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes people would just chill without that aspect yeah. of things. It's completely fine and normal, and, yeah. That was a good programme, actually, um... Well, Heartstopper for one. Oh, yeah, I was about to talk about Alice Osman, the creator of that, yeah. yeah they're going to apparently introduce the asexual character in the second season. So. Well, actually, she's already been introduced. Yeah. Um, to- the older sister is asexual and aromantic, because she's got her whole, her whole book. Ah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I never read the book, so <laughs> maybe I should. That could be something you start with. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one on um, that was on Neon. Mm. HBO, but it got cancelled. Oh, as um, they always do. Generation. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah. And it had Justice Smith in it. It was he was he's the guy from um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Gotcha. Cool. I know that. <laughs> I know that one. My girlfriend's obsessed with um, Pokemon and things like that. <laughs> and then I had one character who was an Ace character, and like it was great representation, and I was like loved it mm. but then it was like all of a sudden they just cancelled it and I was like oh okay 
there's like one I haven't watched called Warrior Nuns. Oh yeah. And I think that was like they had a lot of queer representation in it, and it was just canned completely. Cause they yeah. Just keep, yeah. Yeah. There was one. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was awful. And it was my girlfriend and I really wanted to watch it because I think it was a uh, lesbian vampire slash vampire hunter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the thing. Like, first kill? First kill, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, like, totally into it. But the acting was so bad. <laughs> and everyone was like, this was cancelled because it was gay. And I was like, I don't think that was the reason this time. I think it was just because... It was it, bad. It was bad. And, and one of them looked homophobic the entire time because she, they had that little chemistry. Uh, it just, yeah. I don't think she was actually homophobic, but it was just... The wooden act. Oh, they just looked like... One of them, one of them looked besotted, and the other one just looked like, "What? Don't even touch me! Don't come near me!" And I was like, "I don't." And it was just bad. <laughs> it would have been better then. <laughs> Heartstop is brilliant though, and I'm glad that's getting the recognition it deserves. Cause another one, oh. another queer one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have ace characters yet, that's as good. far as I know, but it's um, a flag means death. Oh. How could I not bring? How could I not bring on our flag wings, dear? The brilliant! Oh, it's so good! It's so good! I love it. <laughs> I remember watching it with again with my girlfriend and just being like, "Are they gonna? Are they gonna make it gay? <laughs> it's gonna be gay." Like, and normally I'm used to it by this point, where because it, it's become a lot more common and you can kind of see it in the subtext and stuff. But I think it was because it was Taika Waititi and yeah. Reese Darby who are two. Not overtly masculine men by any means, yeah. but they're straight guys yeah. in their uh, like in their forties, like which isn't again isn't a very common thing because normally it's just young, young like people. teenagers yeah. or people in their early twenties who are allowed to be gay and everyone else doesn't exist. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so to the, to, with the kiss and all of that stuff, I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, actually, it was funny, like. Um my demisexual brain. I was just like watching it like purely innocent. Like I just thought, oh they're friends <laughs> that is what I got. But everyone else on Twitter was like, that gonna be like you know Look at that subtle hand touch. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh oh <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um so we're coming to the close. Yeah. Um so is there anything else you'd like to talk about or add? I think I just want to add that um, I think we're like forever on a journey, like, mm. especially you know this community LGBTQIA, and even if you think you're like ace or demisexual, there's nothing wrong. Mm. You're not broken. No. Um, you know, and even if you identify that when you're younger. And then it doesn't fit when you're older. That's okay too. Yeah, you're allowed to change. I think yeah. people don't realise. You think you have to be this one thing <laughs> and then be it forever, and that's not how it works. Yeah, it's completely fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's awesome. Also, I, I have said this, and the people listening can't see, but your outfit's so cool. It's so rainbow coloured and brilliant. It's like really rainbow. <laughs> it was very rainbow. I guess at work, I'm just like, oh. Have to wear like black, black pants and like a navy blue top. So I'm like, I'm gonna wear colour when I'm out. <laughs> um, so that has been the gay agenda with Phoebe. Thank you for coming, Rachel. It's been great talking to you. Um, see you all next time.
The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.